Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you're listening to episode 209 of the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in association with the local enterprise office in Leitrim and specifically uh, their services that are there to support small and medium-sized enterprises across the county to get back up and running again after the COVID lockdown. Specifically, I want to mention their online trading voucher, which until the end of September permits you to get a 90% grant up to €2,500 towards the cost of generating or renovating your online presence to try and build business from an online source into your enterprise. If you want to know more about that, please get in touch either with themselves in terms of the local enterprise office in Leitrim, but if you want help in starting on that path and working out where you can develop a, a website or a product that will generate you business online, we'd love to help you with that here at Leitrim Daily. We're working with a couple of clients on their web presences at the moment, and we'd love to help you do the same. Get in touch, info at leitrimdaily.com, and we'd be more than happy to help you in that direction towards growing your business online from that online trading voucher again with the local enterprise office in Leitrim. Thank you so much to them for their support of the show. Now, we are, of course, talking sport today. We'll be talking about all of the action that took place up and down the county over the last couple of days. Plenty of activity taking part. We had the return of ladies football uh, with action in all three adult championships, senior, intermediate and junior, all had a full series of games this weekend while in the men's competition second round of the senior and intermediate championships took place while the junior competition kicked off yesterday afternoon plenty of big games some one-sided some very one-sided games across all grades and both genders of the sport here in the county but some entertaining games nonetheless and uh, some really really big talking points out of the weekend i think the biggest talking point and a huge congratulations to leitrim ga for their live streaming that took place on saturday evening from ballinamore now i know they had done a test run of it the previous weekend uh, in i think association with ocean and martin mcgowan and John Lynch did the commentary and it went really, really well. But I think by all accounts, I didn't personally see it because I was at games, but by all accounts, the streaming on Saturday evening was the success story of the championship so far. So fantastic to see uh, that endeavour and hopefully hopefully continues through the championship and really allows people to get to games even when they can't get to games. It is a very distant second best uh, from actually being at a game. There's nothing quite like being in the ground and soaking up that atmosphere. But if you, in this world where we can't at the moment be in these kind of situations, it's great to have it brought into our living rooms and onto our phones or wherever we may find ourselves all over the world. So uh, kudos to everybody involved in that, from Leitrim GA, from John Lynch, uh, Martin McGowan, the commentators, and everybody involved behind the scenes for bringing that in. I think Brian Blake was probably involved in that as well. So a huge step forward for the county board. A huge congratulations to them for how well it worked. And the production values seem to have been really, really top-notch, which is great to see. Some other good news, I suppose, over the weekend was, of course, the Ladies Football Championship. So many of the clubs involved in that competition have rode in behind the All In for Aina campaign. And a large number of the gates collected at championship games in the Ladies Code this weekend were donated towards that cause we've talked about it before on the show we won't drag it up again but it is 17 month old child who is uh, very very sick with leukemia and Aina's mother Yvonne a former player with St Joseph's over there in Avas and Carrigallan and his grandparents 
Bridge and Eamon would have been founding members of the club there, uh, the current county champion. So lovely to see the whole ladies football community really row behind that family and that club and that campaign. Our thoughts obviously continue to be with the Brady family and the Caffrey family as they get through that very, very difficult time. Some strange news coming out of the second round of Senior Football Championship and that was the rumours emanating from St Mary's over the weekend that uh, their manager had parted ways with the club. Dennis Connerton, of course, brought in at the start of the season and the atmosphere was strange at the end of the game on uh, Saturday evening. What happened at the final whistle was the, the team congregated in the corner of the pitch. The management were in the dugout. Uh, there was a kind of procession down from the dugout to the team, uh, a short exchange, and then the management team left uh, we tried to get them for comment, but there was no the, nobody would speak to us on the record. The players too, nobody would come on the record and actually have a conversation with us about it. So, um, off the record, we were told by a number of sources, uh, three or four people confirmed that the manager had indicated he was stepping away from the position. Whether that or not that actually holds through the week uh, remains to be seen. But at the moment, um, the indications are that he won't be involved uh, going forward but that could all change um, these situations I suppose are not uncommon in Gaelic games and we'll see how it materialises and who's in the line for them in their next championship game but all is not well at the moment a poor performance on Saturday evening and I suppose maybe a knee-jerk reaction we'll see what happens uh, as that story develops over the next week or two in terms of the actual football though plenty of action across all grades as we mentioned we'll go through the results very quickly and then we kind of break down we've about 15 guests on the show today so we'll talk through uh, each of the games as, as we go through and we'll hear from people who are involved in all of those games. Some strange things happening. This water break thing, I just don't get it. You're out in the game, uh, I've been at so many games over the last two weekends, and the water breaks in the middle of the halves, they just seem crazy at this point. Like, it could be absolutely lashing out. There's more water coming out of the sky than there is in the water bottles, and yet we're taking a minute, two minutes, three minutes in some cases, water break. It just, it just seems to break the flow of the game, and it's effectively now a three- or four-quarter game rather than two halves, which does allow managers that opportunity to get players in and kind of have a chat and it changes the very fundamentals of the game. I'm not that big a fan of it. If the day is absolutely scorching, if it's a beautiful July or August day over the next couple of months, fine, but I don't think they're necessary in, in certain games. I just don't don't see the point. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about substitutions. I know we touched on it over the last two shows uh, because of eligibility rules and stuff like that. And We'll talk about that a little bit later. It comes up again in, in a couple of circumstances later in the programme. So plenty to talk about today. There's also a little bit of soccer. We did mention that uh, Sligo Rovers in action. Niall Moorhan featured for them. Dervil Byrne of Mohol also involved with Piemont United. They played Galway in a doubleheader. Sligo and Piemont provided the opposition uh, for live streamed games on Saturday afternoon and evening at Manor Rangers also in action this weekend they had a good win against MCR we'll talk about that later in the program uh, let's get into the actual results of the weekend we'll fly through the results of each of the codes before we go back and look at the games in detail in terms of the senior men's football championship the Conical senior football championship group one Sean Heslin's 10 points Ahuillen 7 points St Mary's Kiltard 7 points Mull GAA club 2-14, while in Group 2 of the Senior Football Championship over the weekend, Glencar Manor 14 points, Drum Riley 1-8, Melvin Gales 1-15, Alan Gales 1-10. In the Women's Senior Football Championship, 
wins for Balnamore Shona Heslands against St. Bridget's. 320 to no score, unfortunately, there for St. Bridget's. St. Francis, four points. Glencar Manor, 617. Kiltubbard, four points. St. Joseph's, 112. So, some very one sided games in the Senior Ladies Football Championship this year, sponsored, of course, by Gotham Drywall in New York. So, some interesting results. We'll go down to the intermediate ones before we kind of get bogged down into actual results as yet in the intermediate football championship uh, in group one the smith monumental champ- sponsored championship uh, in group one drum kieran 116 ochnashielan four points bornacula 111 eslin 24 while in group two of the championship anaduff 113 carrie gallon eight points drum hair 114 kilt hubbard 210 so one point victory for Drumahair there, another narrow defeat by Kiltubbard. That's two one-point defeats so far for Kiltubbard in that intermediate championship grade. In terms of the junior championship in the men's competitions, uh, Glenfarn Kilty got a walkover when Carrie Gallon failed to field a team. That was a game we had hoped to get to. We ended up over at the other game in the other group, then the Sean Heslands game. We'll come to that in a second. Glencar Manahampton 3 6, Clune 115, a three point victory for Clune in the second game in Group 1, which leaves obviously Glenfarn Kilty and Clune at the top of the table after one round of games. In Group 2 in the Vista Med Junior A Football Championship, Sean Heslands 5 21, Ochwillen 1 point, while St Mary's Kiltard got a good result against Anaduff 3 8 to 5 points to join them at the top of the table in that competition. Now, in the ladies' intermediate championships, there were wins for Mohol and St. Mary's Kiltard in that competition. Anaduff won 6, Mohol 9-11. While in the other game in that group, St. Mary's Kiltard 5-11, Kildogales 4-7, a real humdinger of a game. They're a nice competitive game. There weren't that many of them across the weekend, especially in the lower codes of the ladies' game. In the junior championship, Glencar Manor and Drum Kieran played out a really entertaining draw. 11 goals in all, 5 10 to Manor Hamilton, 6 7 to Drum Kieran. That, of course, is Manor Hamilton's second team. And St. Joseph's B, 11 10, St. Francis B, 2 6. So loads of goals, loads of action across all of the championships. Now, one other soccer result over the weekend. Uh, locally, Manor Rangers played MCR, and that was 2 0 to Manor Rangers. On a Sunday morning in the B Park, goals from Jeremy Giblin and Paul Logan put them four points clear at the top of the Super League, albeit with two games more played. So still a little bit to go in the run-in for that title. Uh, it's definitely advantage to Carberry, but Manor keeping the pressure up and keep winning their games and make Carberry go and win the title rather than hand it to them. It's really, really good to see. Some other results across the weekend with Leitrim interest were those two fixtures in Terryland Park on Saturday afternoon at 2pm Sligo Rovers with the visitors Niall Moran played the 90 minutes uh, 2-0 win for Sligo Rovers there are two goals from Rona Coughlin one in each half first from the penalty spot and the second a lovely dinked effort over the goalkeeper uh, for a 2-0 victory against Galway United while Galway Women's FC hosted P-Mount United including Derville O'Byrne of Mull and P-Mount ran out winners there 4-1 in that particular game there of course preparing for their Women's Champions League exploits in the next couple of weeks so the best luck to Derville and to her teammates as they prepare for that particular adventure we will of course be featuring that on the show as we go on last bit of soccer news and that is Carrick Town are holding trials 
for their adult team. Uh, they're in the second division of the Sligo Leitrim League, the Premier Division, as it's called. Uh, they have new management, and their trials are taking place on the 4th and 6th of August at 6.30 in the showgrounds on the Boyle Road in Carrick and Shannon. So anyone who wants to find out more information, you can get more on their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. And hopefully uh, they can join Manor as they progress through the, the divisions also new signs of a new club in Drumahera which is quite promising from a soccer point of view uh, with the facilities down there it's great to see them looking at setting up a new club and expanding into that as well now let's get into the meat and bones of the actual show 15 interviews still to come there's so much to get packed in into in the next 50 minutes to an hour or so uh, we're going to start with ladies football and of course over in Balnamore on Sunday morning saw the ladies football competition kick off for Balnamore Shauna Heslands as they hosted their near neighbours new look St Bridget's effectively Ahawillan and Ochnashilan have come together to form a club called St Bridget's uh, so their first game in senior competition senior championship competition and missing a lot of first team players and unfortunately it wasn't to be for the new girls the Ballinamore side uh, proven just to have that little bit of extra strength and depth and running out on a fairly comfortable scoreline 320 to no score so a tough day for the new girls but there will be better days ahead for them I caught up after the game with Ballinamore Shauna Heslin's Emma McGovern for her thoughts on their victory Emma McGovern, uh, thoughts on this morning's game? Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game, but St. Bridget's are a, a young team and they're only starting off and it's, it will take them time to like get back and up at it again. But like Carla missing and they had a few other players missing as well. And like with Carla with the show, the collarbone or whatever, it, um, it's a ma- she's a massive loss to them. Like, and like to be fair, they still tried their best and they done as best they could. And they'll definitely in a few years be coming back and they'll be on top again because there's been many years now where they've always just been hammering us and hammering us. And it's just great now that we're in that position, hopefully. And especially now that we're Ballamore that hopefully that we can push on and do well this year so of course there's a good spirit around the club here we're here at the junior lads are winning well like also against Ahoel and it's kind of a triple a triple, <laughs> triple <header> this week. <laughs> the seniors as well winning last night in terms yeah. of the girls going forward what's the mood been in the camp in the girls side of the house yeah sure it's good like because my younger sister she plays as well so I obviously have three brothers in the senior team as well but it's all positive like and it's just great when you're on a winning streak like and there's the lads are even to help out as well because we have two of the senior lads in helping as well and which is great to see and just even Connor he's just great like he just helps out as much as he can and there's Mary there too and Sarah McLaughlin like it's just great tell us about the actual regime over the last few months when everyone's been in lockdown how has the, the club managed to get through that so basically at the start no one really knew what no one really knew what was going to happen whether we were going to have football or not so it started off with just everyone kind of doing their own running and like it was very hard to motivate yourself like I I myself like the last like two weeks before football came back actually stopped like doing much because I was like there's no point because the football is over like or whatever and then we got word the football was back and I was like oh god we didn't really know if the fitness was going to be there or not but like we all kind of came together and we trained and like it was hard at the start because obviously like with the whole coronavirus and some girls unfortunately uh, couldn't come training for different reasons but like hopefully now we'll be able to finish out the year but you just don't know like what's going to happen. In terms of that finishing out the year sent out a marker this morning uh, big results also for Glencar Manor and St. Fran- or St. Joseph should I say uh, you must be happy enough to be part of that trio going into the second round of games. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's good now, but these next now three games, three to four games we have now, they're not going to be easy. Like we have Man, the likes of Manor Hamilton, Kiltober, even like St Francis and St Joseph. Like they're all great teams. Like so, it's definitely not going to be another. Like it's not going to be an easy uh, game, but we're just going to have to push on and be positive, and hopefully we might get the outcome we want. Some well done today. Thanks very much. Thanks. 
Also in the Ladies Senior Football Championship, Glen Carman, our last year's beaten finalists, were the visitors to Balneglera, where their hosts, St. Francis, weren't able to keep with their firepower up front. After the game, I spoke to Glen Manor's Leah Fox and Karen Connolly, as well as their manager, Porrick Corrigan. But first of all, let's hear from the St. Francis manager, Gavin Durkin, after his side's defeat. Gavin Durkin, uh, tough day at the office today. Yeah, look, uh, things didn't go right for us today. Um, had us start off a good first 10 minutes. Um, you know, just Manor Hamilton done the simple things right. They played the ball much quicker. Their defence was tight. Um, their forwards was very much more clinical. You know, when they moved forward, they looked like they were they were going to mean business, you know. They, they got the scores. Um, look, we have lots of pluses to take out of it today too. We'll work on what we've got to do over the next few weeks. We have St Bridges next Sunday and... Uh, We'll work on that in the training ground over the weekend, hopefully progress from there on. It can be very easy to focus on the negatives after a defeat like that, but looking more towards the positive side of the fence, anything you took out of today that you're happy with? I I thought overall our our defence was pretty good. You know, our defence was tight. Um, Look, they just drove at us and we just couldn't cope with it, you know. They were just better side on the day and, you know, we just have to work on the training ground, work hard over the next week and see what we can do against St Bridges. Losing a player like Maureen McCauley so early in the game as well, rib injury it looks like. What's the prognosis on her? Yeah, I think she's going to go and get a, a scan or an X-ray later on today. Look, I suppose come back where we have four or five first-team players that would be injured, couldn't play today as well, you know. So what can we do when you just move on up and onwards, you know? Will you get most of those back for the rest of the championship? Or? Um, yeah, there's two out. I think there's three three lassies coming back for the rest of the championship. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, hard luck today, a chance for me to learn a few lessons and, and push on for the rest of the championship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks, Brefney. Leo Fox, thoughts after that? Yeah, it was a, a good win. Um, we kind of started a bit slow, but then we started putting the points and goals over. Um, it kind of dropped off. We've been in the second half of the first 15 minutes, but um, we pushed on there at the end. But it was a very tough game and kind of rough, and I don't think the scoreline reflects the game at all. Um, we were probably a bit lucky, to be honest. In terms of the, the overall championship picture, 40 players named on the team this year. must be great to kind of be involved in such a, a big team effort or squad effort in the club. Yeah, it is. It's great. Like, we have loads of numbers out of training, like 35, 36. You know, it's, everyone's really pushing for the places in the first 15 senior team. And then, look, we have a junior, a, or junior game tonight, so the girls will be pushing on again to get placed in the senior team for next week. And it's just great to have the good competition. Looking down through the list of names, particularly in the forward line for Manor, um, four or five names stand out of 15 quality players. It wouldn't be a miss on county teams across the county. What's it like as a player playing with the likes of Dervla, Murren, Alva, um, Hannah Johnson, all with massive experience coming through from other sports as well? Yeah, it's great. Like They're very obviously ta- talented players across many different codes. But, um, the backs too, like, they make it easy for us defending well. And you know, All we really do is score, so they make the job they have a way harder job than us, so we're very thankful to them, but it's lovely playing the forwards when we get going. They do the grunt work and you get all the glory, it's great. In, in terms of the, the rest of the, the summer, what's the, the plan going forward? Um, I think we have to Tobert next week, so that's, that's really it for the minute. Um, we got our two points today, so that's the most important. And just take it one game as it comes and see where it takes us. So well done today. Thanks very much. Karen Connolly, what do you learn from a game like that? Um, I suppose it was our first game out um, after I suppose, the whole isolation and not training for a good three or four months. So it was a really tough game. Um, you know, St Francis are a really strong team. They've come up two years ago from intermediate. Um, they've you know, a couple of really good girls and a couple of young ones come through as well. Same as ourselves, but it was a really tough match all in all. 
Very one-sided though, unfortunately, in terms of a spectacle to watch on. But in terms of getting back together, is it nice to be back on the pitch and kind of not worrying about diseases and stuff? Oh God, yeah, it was lovely uh, getting out a couple of weeks ago um, and getting to I suppose, interact with the girls. We've grown up with each other our whole lives and trained um, as a group for nine months of the year. So it was the first time in probably 13, 14 years that we haven't seen each other for you know, the whole of January to, what was it, April? Or, oh no, actually June. <laughs> in terms of the next couple of weeks, obviously, games coming thick and fast. What's the hope for the team? Obviously, beating finalists last two years. Uh, third time lucky this time around? We're just going to take every game as it comes and hopefully learn from our mistakes. Like you say, we were in the final the last two years, so we, I suppose we have ambitions, but we're, we're not going to take anything for granted. Um, the campaign is a lot different this year. We have five games instead of three, so I suppose it's up for, it's up for grabs. Well done today. Thanks very much. Horik, what do you learn from a, a fairly one-sided game like that? It was one-sided, but it's the first time it's the first time we're out this year really we had chance matches and there's nothing like championship football no matter who's against um, we knew they come, they came up from the France came up from intermediates that uh, GA stalwart in, in here and over them you know so we knew we were in for a battle the way it happened in the first few minutes the set out of stone and once we kind of got to grips with it the kind of floodgates opened you know it's hopefully it's a stepping stone to where we want to be and, uh, in terms of that, the well, beating finals the last two seasons is the plan. Because you look on fire today in terms of being able to sort of score at will. What's the, the outlook going forward into the rest of the season? I not lie, the last two years of Hurters were driven. Uh, Covid has been a pain, but it's also benefits. We've uh, 40 girls training all the time, not just willy-nilly. They're coming all the time. The panel has got stronger. There, there was nobody on uh, J1s this year. There was nobody going to festivals. And, uh, holidays were curtailed. Soccer and rugby, boxing, all those other things which compete with haven't really got going yet. So at the minute, um, it's working out well for us. The only thing I would worry about is in the five-week uh, programme is that you can't bring on another substitute or they're lost from juniors and we're trying to operate a junior team here to get girls in in a five game league or five round robin system to expect your same players to use to play all the time otherwise you're taken from your from the junior team and you know that that rule has to change do you know what i mean if to give girls like if, if we go on to our fifth game i think it's against St. joseph or whatever and we're true or joseph's are true or whatever they have a second team as they have a second team as well It'd be great for young ones to get championship, senior championship football under, to develop the ladies' game and all that. It's it's an old and do what they do in the senior men, seventy name seventeen or eighteen like that, and that because the injuries are going to pile up. At the end of the day, Cammy came off there, and we couldn't bring anyone on because we have a game against Drumcairn in the juniors, and you know so um, that's the only thing that I'd worry about is injuries in the quick turnout. But so I'm very happy. Would you be an advocate maybe of three strikes and you're out? If you play three games at senior level, you can't drop back down? Or is it strictly 18 and then no, done? Absolutely. If, if, you're, if, if you play three times for senior, you're there or thereabouts. So I'm, I'm happy with that. That's a great rule. I never even thought of that one. That is a good rule because if you know, you're used, you're part of the pan, you're going to be used all the time. It's the girls that might get there today when we were 20 or 30 points up. Wouldn't it be great for a 17 and 18 year old girl to run on in there? You know, say she played senior football, go back to her friends, they come again. Jesus, there's young Anna, Devani or whatever got playing today. I want to be like that. You know, that's and that's what it's all about. We're promoting ladies' football in a very competitive market. Like, you know, we don't get a look in 
in a lot of instances. So that's that's the one I'm saying. Other than that, like you know, it's going well for us. On a purely human level, and just glad to be back on the sideline. Back glad to be back coaching. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, it's been I love it, and and this was a, a twelve month project that I was just going to, and it's starting to turn into a, 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 a what do you call that a crusade until we, we get it over the line. By no means do we think we're anywhere near winning yet. Um, it's just that it's a first stepping stone. That's all I can say. I love it. We, we have now, along with John Sheridan with me, but we have James Lancy and Kieran Sheridan. And you do need them all. Their opinion, like, you know, and their knowledge and they see things that myself and John might not sell, you know. So it is. I'm very happy with where we are. Well done today. Thanks a million, Bethany. Bethany. Now staying in senior football, but moving across to the men's side of the house, I was in Carrick and Shannon where St Mary's and Muhl played out. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it was a, wasn't a great game. Definitely one that anyone outside of Muhl will be that interested in haven't seen again. Live streamed by the club. Some really, really good initiatives. The facilities in St Mary's looked phenomenal and the pitch and that to be fair has to be said about all the venues across the last uh, two weekends the pitch was immaculate the crowd well spaced out uh, limited in numbers as well it looks it looked like it was really really well managed and in terms of the actual presentation of the day it was a good PA system live streaming from the venue and um, you really couldn't fault that aspect of the thing at all it's just unfortunately just at the second half of the game and uh, Mohal just came out and just blew them away completely uh, despite having a man sent off um, which I must say we, we tweeted it was a straight red card it wasn't it was actually two yellow cards for some reason most of us in the crowd missed the issue of the second yellow, we just saw that the red been brandished, and uh, we tweeted it wasn't. Uh, it was clarified for me by the referee after the game. It was definitely two yellows, and there probably won't be a suspension because of that. So um, it was an interesting game, though, in terms of Mull, and they were just so impressive from start to finish. They never really looked like losing the game, and once they got the second goal at the start of the second half. It was effectively game over. They just ran up um, a couple of decent shots from distance at that point, and Carrick just never really looked like coming back into the game. We've already spoken about the managerial situation. We're not going to drag it up again. Nobody would speak to us from the Carrick point of view after the game, which is unfortunate, but uh, we will try and get you some commentary from them uh, during the week for next Friday's show. But we did speak to some people from the Muttle side, and we're going to hear from their manager, Liam Keenan, and from their player, Donald Flynn, now. Donald Flynn, fairly big margin of victory here today in Carrick. Yeah, it was a good win now. We were looking to bounce back from last week. We were very disappointed to, to lose to Ballamore. So, like, we would have been in trouble if we lost this game. So we came really with a, a good mentality and I think it kind of paid off. We, we took a, a lead early on and that kind of held the whole way through. So, yeah, happy out. In terms of the game, late sending off as well, looked a bit harsh. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, it was fairly harsh as well. I was right beside it, but look... These decisions will come. They'll come against you, and they could go with you other days. But uh, lucky enough, we had a couple of points to spare at that stage, and we just kind of seen the game out. So look, these things will come up in championships. So you're just going to have to get on with it. You say you've seen the game out, but from the sending off, you actually stretched the lead out. It looked like a bit of a training exercise towards the end of the game. Without being too disrespectful to St Mary's, you just seemed to overpower them towards the end of the game. Yeah, I think probably that was just because they had to push on. They had to find something, so they committed men forward, and we were just able to tag on a couple of late scores. So I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't say now it was like training it there. There was still championship hits going in and championship intensity. So we're, we're happy out. Like We're happy to get another few lads in there as well that we're missing last week. So 
On to the next week. In terms of where you are at the moment, two games in, one win, one defeat. Are you happy with that? Um, well, you know, we wanted to win every game, really, but the fact, the thing we're most happy with is bouncing back from last week. So we have two points on the board now. Um, it puts us puts us ahead of Carrick. So we just need to get into that quarter final. It doesn't matter what spot we're in, where we'll fancy ourselves in the quarter final. So, listen, well done tonight. Thanks very much, Liam Keenan. Your thoughts after that victory? Yeah, delighted with the victory. To be honest with you, came here looking for the two points. We're very keen to get the two points, and we're delighted to be going home with them. In terms of the game, talk us through kind of your your thought process as the game developed. Yeah, well, look, obviously it was very tight. At the, it was tight, and they made uh, things a little bit difficult for us at times, dropping men back and that. But I think we, as the game grew on, we learned to deal with that a little bit better, and uh, we were very happy with how it finished up. Obviously, we went down to fourteen men. We weren't overly pleased with that. We want to try and keep all our men on the pitch, but at, at times it looked like we had the, the extra man there as the game closed out. But the second goal, I think, uh, killed the game. In terms of, I suppose, the personnel, obviously, the red card probably means a suspension going forward. Will that affect you as you plan to get through the rest of the group? Yeah, well, uh, Keith Keegan is a very important player for us, so um, uh, any time we lose a player, we don't want to lose any player. We have a few players coming back from injury, which is a great help. So... Um, uh, we'll have to plan accordingly. In terms of, I suppose, the positives coming out of today, Keith Burns seemed to be on fire today. One of the best probably performances in a club championship game in a long time in the county. You must be happy to have a player like that at your disposal. Absolutely, absolutely. We're very lucky in the way that we have five um, five lads that play with, are on the Leitrim panel. and that, when, you can, when you can bring them lads back and knit them into the team, it makes a huge, huge difference. But we're, we're very happy with Keith and... Uh, a whole number of the lads to be honest with you I suppose you will be disappointed with the results last week despite a very tight game with Ballinamore Shauna Heslands what's the plan going forward in terms of where do you see the, the kind of the season mapped out ahead of you yeah well obviously delighted to be back playing football for a start um, it's, it's, it's great to be back playing football and um, the lads uh, wanted to put in a massive effort this year and with the way everything worked out uh, that all came to a halt but we're delighted now they're back training training very well our plan is to get to the quarter final we get to the quarter final we get to knock out football in Park Sean here behind us that's what we want and uh, that's, the, that's the target well done tonight thank you cheers over the weekend I also caught up with Manorhampton's James Glancy rumoured to have retired uh, but only to see him feature in both of the opening games in this year's championship I caught up with him yesterday evening to talk about the game on Saturday and the impact that it's having in the club and, and the two successes so far and what that has brought to the club. James Glancy, last night, big game here in the Senior Football Championship. Nice to get a second win under your belts in the Championship this year. Yeah, definitely nice to get the win. Um, I suppose just, I suppose everybody refers to it too, like with the COVID-19 situation. It's just different circumstances this year, so we don't really know what to expect uh, from players, from opposition, so... Just, we're really delighted to get two two wins out of two and uh, really move on now. We have a break next week and move on to uh, the next game, you know. Still have local rivals, of course, Melvin Gales to come there. They picked up a nice win last night against Alan Gales too. What's the, the feeling in the group of players, obviously defending champions? Uh, it's just, like, it's mixed because nobody really knows what to expect. It's just, it's just an eerie feeling really about what's going on and, you know, 
there's dates there for the future and things like that but people just don't know what's going to happen and it's just it's it's different to anything we've ever experienced before but um, a lot of young players in Manorhampton now have really stepped up to the mark with a lot of lads stepping back so it's great to see and it's 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 great development and under the two Sean's like and uh, Kenneth like things are things are starting to take a bit of shape now after after everything that happened now there were rumours that you mightn't be in the yellow and blue this year but you've surprised a few people by showing up what's the situation with yourself for the next couple of weeks are you, are you back to for the whole championship or is it just a fill the gaps while uh, other players may be injured uh, look you're just trying to give the club out the club a hand you know what I mean like things are as I said uh, and I remember just looking at uh, dur- during the lockdown one of the webinars with Eamon O'Reilly uh, who's physio there in Dublin and a, ca- a black lion and Cavan man and you know he spoke about injuries and things like that and like everything he has said has come to fruition and lads have just picked up injuries here in the club and I think it's the same in every other club um, and you're just trying to maybe put the shoulders to the wheel and g- give a dig out when, when I can and to look at that's all That's all I can really do you know In terms of the overall championship any major surprises uh, as you've been looking at the results coming in over the last few weeks? Well like results are a lot closer than have been in other years and again that's down to teams lack probably of preparation and you know, not many people might agree with me, but I think it's a credit to the clubs in that, you know, with the seriousness of the situation, that people actually stuck to stuck to the lockdown and things like that, and they couldn't do do anything really. So, um, I think that's probably one of the things that you can see score score lines are a lot more a lot closer than what people would have suggested prior to it because there's been no league football. But you know, it's the it's the same all over the country, and if you're looking at any of the club championships, it seems to be a, a trend that's been developed over the last last number of weeks since since we all got back out out in the field. And ultimately, I think you can see a lot of people out there. They're just just glad to be out on the pitch and glad to be enjoying their football. And hopefully, the the you know the crowds will will be increased a little bit with you know with a bit of consideration, and you know people will get to come and see their clubs in action. We're speaking to you after the second women's victory of the weekend for the club. It seems to be pretty good on the women's side of the of the club for you now. You're involved in the management team, obviously for both teams. Uh, yeah, just giving a handout as well. Um, I suppose this morning was very very good, and again the draw here um, with John Kieran's first team. It's 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 you know it's positive. The girls have put in a massive effort uh, throughout the last two three years, and as uh, PC would say, they're like the manager like. We're just trying to facilitate everything. The players are driving it. We have a phenomenal group of players, um, but you know they've nothing won. They've nothing won really. They've a league title from two years ago, which at, at this stage, you know, they're just hungry for more success. And every one of them is buying into everything that we're asking. So all you can ask of them is give 100 percent, have a good attitude, a good work rate. And at the minute, that's happening. So you know, hopefully, they get the rewards in, in a few weeks. Thanks, man, James. Well done for a fairly successful weekend on all fronts for Manor. No problem. Thanks very much. Now, one early throw-in on Saturday evening in Bornacula saw the hosts beat Eslin uh, in what was a, a very strange game. No score for the first 16 minutes, despite, I think it's fair to say, probably three excellent goal opportunities for the Boers. It just couldn't seem to find the back of the net. The Eslin goalkeeper in spectacular form, but also some maybe poor decision-making. They did put that to right through the game and took their chances as it went on and ended up winning the game reasonably comfortably in the end on a scoreline of 1-11-2-4. Bornicula, after throwing away a two-point lead last week against Balneglera, almost did the same again this time. It was very much fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants time for the last couple of minutes. A very strange end to the game. Bornicula, five points up, looked in control with maybe the same number of minutes left on the clock uh, when a freak goal, uh, goalkeeper caught a high ball, seemed to be almost pushed or harassed or whatever across the line as he had tried to evade a forward, and the two umpires instantly put their hand up, signalled the goal, left it with two points to go, 
Estland just couldn't quite bridge that gap. Uh, but there's plenty in that Estland team, and there's a few players obviously well known to anyone who follows the county, the likes of the, the Byrne brothers and Eamon Stenson also had an impressive game, as well as many, many others on that team. So we could have put Eamon Stenson, who is still feeling the, the pain from the defeat after the game. We'll also hear from Shane Mallon and Seamus Mallon, Borla manager, afterwards. Eamon Stenson, what's your thoughts after that? Not good now. Two two games, two losses, so we're at the pin of our collar now to come out with the group. So, yeah, it's disappointing. We're not performing. So, it's, yeah, 2 3, it's a poor, poor scoreline and that against 111 so there's not a lot we can say about it just poor performance on our behalf it took a while to get going there no score for the first 15 or 16 minutes oh. what was the thought at that stage ah well when it's not too bad when both teams don't score but it could be could have been worse ah no it was just uh take her sort of first few minutes until everyone kind of got into it and then sure no one knew what to think what was it 3-3 at halftime or what was the score so look at you wouldn't be too worried about the first 15 minutes it's the second half where we fell apart so it's just something that we need to work on in terms of lessons from today's game, what what do you think you'll have to bring to the last two games in the group? I know we just need to like where passing is just isn't 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 up to scratch. We're just passing passing it to other men. We're just putting it too high a ball, so we're just just being poor all over now. We're not we're not performing the way we know we can. What's next for you? We have uh, Banaglera next week. So as we know that Banaglera are always a hard team to beat. So we've always had hard battles with them. So all we can do is go out and play better than we did today and try harder. So. That's all we can say. Well, hard luck today, and thanks for chatting to me. Thanks very much. Shane Mallon, uh, what's your thoughts after the game today? Uh, well, obviously, Chuffs get to win. We got unlucky last week, lost by a point, late goal, but I mean, we really need to bounce back, and I think it was vital for us to get a win now. Really, we want to get through to a quarter final. We don't. There's a lot of criticism of this team. We've sort of been said all around the county that we'd be going for relegation, and that, so we sort of wanted to prove a point to everyone, even within our own club. We wanted to show everyone that. We're well capable of beating really anyone in this intermediate championship and want to push on now after that. In terms of the opening of the game, not the greatest to start scoreless after the first quarter. What were your thoughts kind of coming into that kind of second quarter of the game? Um, well, I just thought we needed to settle down. Um, we got Ronan got a point there just before the water break, a fist over the bar. And that we missed a good few at the very start. So um, once we got that, it sort of settled us down and it got us going. So, yeah, I, I was sort of confident that we were able to push on. We Last year when we played Eston, we sort of flopped at the start and they got their few early goals. So we sort of concentrated on um, stopping them and early and sort of worked. But we just needed to get on the board and once we did, we sort of never looked back really. You pretty much dominated the game from start to finish. But you mentioned early goals and there was three or four really good goal chances in those first 15, 20 minutes. Any thoughts in terms of maybe being more clinical going forward as the competition progresses? Yeah, obviously that's um, a big thing for us. Um, had a lot of goal chances even last week as well and missing them so probably a big thing to work on in training but even though fair play to the Eslin goalie made a few top class saves as well. What's it like being from Bournecoula and getting to play games here in, in the home ground would be a fairly uncommon occurrence for most footballers in the county? No, no we were there before the game and it's sort of something that pushed us on you had uh, some of the lads there have played for years and they said it was a privilege and they said it was something that they've never felt before and they wanted to really show and I think they really done that today they pushed on and it's good to do at home. Obviously, you'd be well known to people around the county in rugby circles, having been involved in schools rugby in, in Leinster over the last few years. What does it mean to be back playing with the local lads in the local area? Uh, it's brilliant, yeah. It was always true growing up, obviously, coming down here watching the senior team play. It's, it's always something you wanted to do. So I think getting the chance this year, probably more because of the coronavirus, or that, to, to come back is uh, it's brilliant, yeah. It really is good.
what are the plans in the rugby front going forward? Uh, well, obviously, if you see how this year goes, um, it's not as tough this year because we can't really stay as much in Dublin and um, we can't get as much done. So, uh, come September when colleges go back and out, we'll hopefully be in the AIL and like that. Academy, hopefully, you never know. Sub Academy, well, not Academy, I know. Well, listen, in terms of, I suppose, the more pressing matters, you've got a couple of big championship games over the next couple of weeks with the Boers. Uh, what are the hopes for the rest of the season? Is there an intermediate championship in this team? Um, well, we believe in ourselves. Um, we got unlucky last week. and We would back ourselves against pretty much anyone. We'd, I'm confident um, that we can at least push anyone and no team's going to walk over us. That's all I say. Listen, well done today. Thanks for having me. Seamus Mallon, interesting game. What's your thoughts after that? <laughs> Uh, first thing is I'm very happy to have won the match uh, we made hard work of it uh, I was under no illusions that was going to be a very difficult game we're same fixture last year in Clune we essentially were beaten out the gate by half time we stood off them uh, today at least we got stuck in Like we put two good halves together we were a bit calamitous in our finishing we had four goal chances uh, credit to the keeper from Essen, he made a save or two we probably made it easy for him uh, on four stars like, I have to say we were very down last week coming from Balladair I thought we played well It was since I've, my second year here has been our best performance I'd say and we counted eight on four stars picking the ball off the ground uh, we didn't track two men uh, we gave one one off it today we made maybe not as many and it didn't cost us in the end but it very nearly did so as you can hear I'm a bit hoarse with lads telling you yeah this is what we do and then they go back out and they do the opposite look it's the heated championship as well we have some experienced players was glad to have Brian Conroy did a great job for us today uh, Philip Howard came in calmed the thing got on ball and it was good to have that bit of experience because we have a lot of players who haven't played a lot of championship football so look I'm delighted it's two points and look forward to talking to Sheila next week you managed to keep Conor Byrne quite quiet, which is what most opponents in Eslin want to do, but they did look dangerous at times. Yeah, yeah, he, he got a run on... Damien McGuinness would have a lot of experience now, and he's man has problems with hamstrings, but he look, he goes to a massive amount of work to get himself fit, and he's like a very good man-marker. Like Conor Byrne is a phenomenal footballer, has the strength. Once he has the ball in hand, he's very difficult to deal with. He set up a great goal, but other than that, I think uh, Damien would be very happy. I know we had Jason back there helping out, in front of him, there'd be two sort of old campaigners at this stage now. Uh, so yeah, we were happy. We were happy with how we dealt with the Burns. I thought uh, Alan Crohan, when he was marking Tomases, and did a good job, uh, just knocking the ball away from him, really. And look, once you take that out of Essen, I suppose it takes a bit of uh, their firepower away. But they had other players that caused us problems too. Amos Stenson caused us problems coming from deep. Uh, James McNabola caused his problems coming from deep. So, look, they're not just a one-trick pony either, to be fair to them. In terms of the Intermediate Championship, I know we spoke ahead of the start of the competition two weeks ago. Uh, you spoke about just surviving and staying in that top four. Is that realistic now? Or are you still maybe looking towards that bottom place? Or what's, what's your thoughts on the whole situation? <laughs> Every manager, Breffney, has one eye on that bottom place. Let's face it. At least this year there's only one. Last year there was two. I look at I'll be delighted when we're safe from relegation but then we want to start thinking about going for maybe winning a quarter final Balnadlera like Balnadlera to be fair to them have their eye on that intermediate championship they have been very close I thought last week we were as good as them uh, we had the beating of them I know we didn't beat them and maybe that comes from experience so 
look, we start thinking about a quarter final. I think when we're in a quarter final, up to now or for now, it's Achnashida next week, and we have to get something. I would I probably be surprised if two points would keep us from fifth place. I'd say there'll be a kick in Eslin yet. Finally, let's talk about that last goal because you mentioned earlier in the interview that you almost let it slip again this week. You were four or five points up, cruising, five, six minutes on the clock, and then talk us through what happened. Yes, look, to be fair, Danny and I have to say he's been excellent for us. It's his second year uh, with his third year as full-time keeper. He had a bit of an issue with his finger during the week. I think he has to go for a cast uh, next week. But in fairness to him, he played through the pain barrier. I'd say it was just a small error. I'd say he caught it and just stepped back, maybe just unaware of his position. I wouldn't fault Danny at all. To be fair to him, I thought he showed great character. He stepped up and kicked a 50 over the bar, sort of pulls back in control after it. So I had a full belief in him. And bar, he has a massive cast on his hand next week. I'd be picking him for number one position. Excellent. Some congratulations today and the best luck through the rest of the championship. Thanks very much, Brefney. Now, Seamus Gallagher was in Drum Kieran for their 116-4 to point victory over Achnashilin. He caught up with a member of the Drum Kieran management team, Michal Ford, at the end of the game. Here's the conversation they had. Well done, Michal. Another victory, but more importantly, a very good performance. You must be delighted at how the team played there this evening. Yeah, look, it's, um, the win was the most important thing, Seamus. Um, at the end of the day, I suppose we, we managed to put up 116 which was pleasing for us um, it was the most important thing you know on a bad evening like that was to get the result and, and we're delighted with that Yeah that's two wins from two now you're probably almost guaranteed a quarter final spot but it's important to finish as high in the table as possible Yeah look at we take each game as it comes as, as I said um, at the start of the year you know it's going to take a 22, 23, 24 man panel um, we have a bye now next week which is coming at a nice time for us that we can Maybe you know, you know, rest the bones and, and uh, recover, um, and then face into Barnacoola then in the in the next game away, which will be a very difficult game as well. Uh, just I was just going to say, you know, no game next week. It just has come at the right time, made way through the the round robin. So as you said, a rest for the players and maybe a chance to uh, take in a game yourselves to just see who the opposition from future for future games. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's a chance, I suppose, to if we can. I suppose managed to look over a fence or a hedge somewhere if we can get into a game. That's the, or get that's a the, ticket. Or get a ticket. That's that's the thing. We might you might know somebody, Seamus. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, look, we're delighted. I suppose to, to get the second win, and you know it should nearly you know have one foot in the quarterfinal now at this stage. You know. That's grand. Thanks very much, Michal. Cheers, Seamus. Finally, on the men's side of the house in the junior football championship, Sean Heslin's in action against Ahawil, and it was the third local derby of the week between effectively the same opposition, Ahawil St. Bridget's ladies and Ahawil from senior, ladies senior and men's junior competition over the weekend, held in Balnamore. Three games and three wins for the home side. Uh, not a great weekend for Ahawillan, but I'm sure they will come good again before the end of the championship. So three big wins for Balnamore. The junior game in particular, a big win for Sean Heslins. Just the strength in depth of that senior team. You could really see it coming through. So many young lads just bursting to get onto that senior team. A fairly heavy win in the end. 5-21 to a single point for Ahawillan. Better days ahead for Ahawillan, I think, in the senior championship, but just struggling for numbers. 13 aside was where they played. We caught up with the with Adrian Glogley, manager of Balnamore, Sean Heslins, after the game. Adrian Glogley, um, bit of a one-sided affair in the end. Yeah, one-sided affair, all right. Uh, Ahawillan really wouldn't have numbers, maybe, for second-team football. Didn't have them this morning, anyway. We had to go down to 13 aside. Uh, we have a big panel of lads in Balnamore. We have lots of young lads, so the whole idea is developing lads for the senior team. 
it really did show the strength and depth there pretty much throughout the whole team. He never really looked in danger. Yeah, well, we have a senior manager comes to all these games, Dominic, so he's looking and lads know they're, he's watching out to see who's up for the senior team and who's going to push on to try to get into that panel. So it's a big effort all round and the whole priority is winning the senior championship. Bit of a local rivalry this weekend between the seniors, the juniors and the ladies seniors this morning. Uh, three victories for Ballinamore. There must be a little bit of pride in that in the, in the town. Yeah, well, we always enjoy beating the Hoyland. There's no qualms about that. They enjoy beating us. This weekend was our weekend, but it's a long summer yet. And I'm sure Hoyland have lots to say yet. What impact do you think a game like this will have on the, the overall run-on of the Junior Championship for you? Well, it's about getting going, lads. We've got lads, six subs in today, too. Now, lads, got full game time. You know, so it's up to next Sunday and it's off now, and we'll be trying to push on from that. What's the hope for this season? Is a junior title in the grasp of this team? Yeah, the last time we played in the Junior A Championship, the second team, was uh, we won it. Uh, I told them to th th this morning there that that's the plan again this year. We're always out to win whatever's put in front of us and move on from there. What are the big positives for the team and the club coming out of this morning? Again, it's developing a few lads. You have a few under-17s coming through from last year. We have a few older lads there too, but it's a good mixture of youth and, and uh, older lads. And uh, It's all about developing lads for the senior squad. So they can step in when someone gets injured that and the senior team can step in and without any trouble. There seems to be a good buzz around the town and around the club at the moment. All teams running well. It must be a nice time to be involved with the club. I know you've been involved for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, everything is looking good. We have big numbers, big numbers of training, big big panel of lads. So, you know, football is big in every club, but it's uh, far more enjoyable when you're doing well. Listen, well done today. All right, good man, thanks. And finally for today, the highlight of the weekend for me in terms of entertaining games was definitely uh, the very, very end-to-end -end encounter played in Bogon yesterday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, in the Junior Ladies Football Championship. Drum Kieran were the visitors. And they played Glencar Manor's second team, uh, reduced by numbers because of the first team action earlier in the day, but also a few girls being unavailable due to other commitments, um, work mainly, uh, and the late fixture notice and the late fixture change. It was very interesting to see the game was just end-to-end. -end. It was both teams just going at it completely, just attack, attack, attack. 11 goals in all, 5-10-6-7. Uh, uh, both teams held the lead, held considerable leads at different points of the game, and it just seemed to go... It, momentum shifted left, right, left, right, left, right. It was a really good day, really good weather, decent crowd, probably the full 200 allocation, if not maybe one or two more in cars dotted around the place watching, but a really, really good just a really nice evening entertainment exactly what club football should be about at junior level um, some really good camaraderie and just a real joy to watch the game to be honest and for me a couple of the highlights were a how many people came out to support a, a junior side or a second side in terms of Manor Hamilton it was a really good crowd there from Drum Kieran as well but for me the bit I enjoyed the most was actually seeing the senior players from Glencar Manor who had played earlier in the day, all came out to support. Maybe it's a COVID thing, maybe it's a club thing, but it was just a lovely thing to see a second team get so much support from the first team because we all know that everyone supports the first team, but then numbers, when you go to a junior game, it can dip off a little bit. So it was really, really nice to see that kind of club vibe really coming through in Manor Hamilton. And it's a really nice environment that they've built down there. And I think that's partially 
why they're resulted in so much success over recent years, whether it's senior or junior titles on the men's side or senior finals and underage titles on both the boys and the girls and the things it's uh it's just a really really positive place to, to be at the moment and the best luck to them and i think it's it's been replicated in other clubs around the county as well but it was just it was more than about the game and that, that was just a really really nice uh feeling lovely way to end end the weekend i just really enjoyed a couple of hours i spent down in manor hamilton yesterday and it was very very nice so thanks to everyone for chatting to me uh, we did actually speak about football uh, at the end of the day we'll hear from a representative of each team i spoke to center back on the manor team michelle mcnulty and also to the dunkieran manager porrick murphy and michelle mcnulty a very even game draw in the end both teams chances to win it what's your thoughts after the game um, thought it was a real battle from the, from the start. Um, I know in the first half we lacked a little bit of confidence in ourselves. Um, I think we really knew we were up against the first team. Um, but I suppose we've got a great panel this year. I think everybody in this panel is well fit to slot into the senior team. So I think that's what really drove us on in the second half. We got confidence in ourselves and we pushed on. It really was a goal scorers kind of game. Plenty of goals uh, to keep the fairly decent crowd here and to entertain for most of the 60 minutes. Um, was there something against points or was it just you like to see that net bulge? Um, I think Bogon's very big pitch. It's wide, um, plenty of space, 13 aside. It left um, a lot open, I suppose, um, and really give forwards a lot of opportunities to get in on goals. So. What's the prognosis for the end of the for the rest of the championship? Because obviously you have um, limited enough numbers based on the game today. Fourteen players available to you. How is that going to affect you going on through the championship? I suppose we had uh, we have two or three girls working today, and the game was refixed for this time at short notice. So girls were starting work at three o'clock. So unfortunately they dropped off. So we have another four or five girls to slot into the panel, and we will obviously throughout the season be losing girls uh, to the first team. But um, I think there's more than enough here to keep pushing on. So. There's a really good camaraderie here with the girls who played this morning in the senior team out to support you. You don't necessarily see that in every club. What's that little bit special about Manor? I suppose um, from January before lockdown, we've been training together. There's been a large squad, I suppose. And even since lockdown, I suppose it's really cemented the squad now. Every evening there's 30, 32 a training. Like, so when, there's, when you're training with girls three times a week, you're coming out to support them and nobody would be willing to miss a game really because they're pushing on players that they've been training with since the end of June. Last year the boys won a senior and a junior championship. Is that within this group of players to win senior and a junior championship this season? You've started pretty well. That's the aim anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, we're very, uh, we're, we're going to work hard now for the next couple of weeks and that's the aim for the two, two bring two cups back to North Leitrim um, at the end of September. Well done today. Cheers, thanks very much. Pork Murphy, one of the mentors or managers of Drumcuren Interesting game. A point lost or a point gained? Well, I suppose for a first day out, uh, a draw, you know, you, you don't want to go away with a defeat on your first game, so I suppose you can't be disappointed. But in the third quarter, I think we were eight ahead. Uh, no, sorry, at half time eight ahead. We would have been hoping to push on and win the game because I think it actually the win favoured us a bit for the second half. But as it turned out, Manor Hampton must have had a good half time talk. They came out very strong. Uh, they destroyed us in that third quarter. And... I think we were two behind, so I suppose at the end of the day, coming back to draw the game, having been two down at that stage, you know, no team I suppose deserved to lose that game, so happy enough, yeah. It didn't seem to be going your way from the very start when they, a couple of early goals, you missed a penalty, Cosbar seemed to be permanently in the way of the ball whenever you kicked it in, you did come back to have that eight point lead, you must be happy enough with the with the shooting and the, the finishing from your side. Yeah, as you say, I suppose we could have been 
maybe 16 points ahead looking at it from the missed penalty the hitting the bar you know maybe a couple of goal opportunities but you know in fairness to Manaham like we did have a very dodgy start you know Manor have a great name uh, maybe some of our younger girls were a bit nervous and it, it looked a very nervous start for us and we came back that second quarter uh, performed well even with the missed opportunities and as I said hope to push on but in fairness to Manor Hamilton again they came out and as I said that third quarter was, was bad for us but yeah at the end of the day I suppose both teams would be happy with that point you know the first, first day out you know in terms of the overall look of the championship, obviously beating finalists last year, you'd be hoping to go one better this year. What difference does it make with the late withdrawals of one or two sides uh, this week in terms of the, the actual makeup of the championship, now only having five teams instead of seven? Does that affect you in any way, shape or form? Well, I suppose on paper it should favour you maybe in a way that I think it's the top four qualify for semi-finals. Um, but then again, you would like to have more games and maybe... Maybe they could have been two weaker teams. It would have been a nice start against maybe one of the weaker teams to put our marker down. But uh, you can only pay, play what's on paper, what's put in front of you, and try to win every game. I know it's top four out of five. That sounds maybe easy enough, but we'll be going out to win every game like we did there today. We were hoping to get off to a, a flying start, but you know it's a, a happy enough start to it. And I can't see it making a big difference. Whoever was going to be top four is going to be top four, whether it's five or seven teams in the competition. So. In terms of lessons learned from today, what do you take from today's game that will stand to you for the rest of the competition? Yeah, we some patterns of play we weren't happy with. Maybe too much fancy kick passing where the, the simple hand pass was on. Maybe looking up for players in, in space. Uh, you know, little things like that we'll work on in training. Uh, defending, maybe diving in on tackle instead of standing up. A few things we can identify there we can improve on. But, like, it's our first day out and you're always going to have a rusty start you haven't played well we've played a couple of challenge games but uh, obviously a championship game you're going to be rusty as I say at the end of the day we're happy to come away with that point I suppose Listen, well done on a fantastic performance definitely the highlight of the weekend for me covering games in terms of entertaining and it was definitely the, the highest entertainment value game of the weekend oh yeah it was entertaining but it might, it might seem entertaining to us in, in a dodgy third quarter but uh, yeah I'm sure uh, both sets of fans are entertained and definitely any neutrals so uh, we were glad to put on a good show then for everybody today well done thanks very much and that folks is all we have time for today thank you to everybody who spoke to me so many people uh, and such a long show as well today so i hope you enjoyed it thank you to everyone who's been engaging with us on social media of course a lot of these interviews now available in little video snippets on our website on twitter and uh, we'd love to continue to keep that conversation rolling with you if you'd like to see longer videos they're just 30 seconds or 40 seconds out of the two or three minutes that we talk to these people. Do you want to see longer videos or are they just the right bite-sized kind of chunks after a game? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or any of the social medias, Instagram or Facebook as well, at Leitrim Daily. You'll get us for absolutely everything. This, of course, was episode 209, the Sports Roundup Show, sponsored and in partnership with the local enterprise office in Leitrim. And I've been Brefton Early. It's been my absolute pleasure bringing you so many different reactions from across so many of the clubs 
in the county. We have hit a little milestone that I'm going to take a little bit of a pride in. Eslin were on the show today. It's the first time we've actually had Eslin in person after a game at a show, and they were the final club in the county. So delighted to have a full complement of all the clubs have been on the show at least once now at this stage. Uh, it's really important to us that we include everybody, not just the senior county champions, but if you're playing in junior football, we want to know about you as well here on the show. Anyway, I'm talking way too long today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to everybody for chatting to me. We'll be back on Friday with another sports preview of the third round of the Senior Football Championship and everything else that's happening across the county. Talk to you then.